Good evening and welcome to Healing of the Heart podcast. I am Keisha Henry and I am your host. Welcome to episode number 15. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it is episode number 15. It's 7 p.m. on this beautiful uh, May 19th. Is it May 19th? Did I get that right? Nope, it's May 20th. Oh my gosh, I'm a day behind. May 20th. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But welcome to um, episode number 15 on um, Healing of the Heart podcast. A beautiful Saturday evening. I'm looking outside my window. I should take a picture. It's so beautiful. It's breathtaking, actually, although today was hot, but it's still a beautiful day. And I hope you're enjoying uh, this ambient music in the background. I'm changing the pace a little bit (laughs) this time. I normally have something crazy going, but I figure we would just kind of ease right into our podcast this evening. The topic is, I can't take one more thing. I think so. This um, entry music, I think, is quite soothing to the topic. And uh, I have a little bit of a change um, in terms of um, how we kind of roll through our podcast. We're going to do a few things differently up front. This is one of them. So I'm going to just kind of pause here a little bit and kind of allow other persons to join in and give you a chance to enjoy this music. So maybe get your cup of tea. I'm going to go kind of grab mine too. I'm a little bit behind grabbing my tea, um, but I'm going to do that real quick here. In about five minutes, I'll be back. Um, So enjoy the music. So you can pause for a little bit. Maybe you can get your tea or whatever you decide to kind of cozy up with on this uh, Saturday evening. Again, just giving other persons a chance to kind of uh, pop into this uh, episode number 15, this podcast. I'm so happy to be with you. I I look forward to the podcast episodes i'm really having um i don't know a good time i'm not sure if that's the right word but really enjoying um this community a lot we'll talk some more about that getting a lot of feedback about this podcast and i want to make it relatable to you in terms of what it means for me but also you know making space um to include your feedback and your thoughts about this podcast so i'm gonna pause and let this music continue while i grab my tea and while you grab yours See you back in a little bit.
Alright, I'm back. Did you get your tea? I hope so. Let me crank this music down a whole lot now. It's now 7.06, right about the time that we usually kind of crank up our Healing Up the Heart podcast. I'm so excited. I have my cup of, um, what's this? Bigelow lemon ginger plus probiotics. I'm old. I need probiotics, y'all. I have to have that. You know, if you're over 40, you need collagen <laughs> and you need probiotics. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better have it. Those joints, you know, start to squeak and you need a little bit of push. I'm going to be honest. And if you're out there like me, you're over 40, you know, I'm speaking the truth. So anyway, again, welcome to Healing of the Heart podcast. I am Keisha Henry, licensed clinical social worker, psychotherapist mom, wife, and author. I'm so excited about that part too. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on with um, Healing of the Heart, the book, and we'll catch up on that. If you're new joining us for the first time, by now you've probably, you know, read a little bit about, you know, where Healing of the Heart podcast came from. It came from Healing of the Heart book, Lessons from My Journey. And, you know, it's just the, how can I say, the, the truth about, um, you know, my life and um, how my life really, my experiences really have played a big part, a, you know, big role in um, the work that I now do and have been doing for the past 17 plus years. And now come, uh, you know, comes this book and this podcast. So learn more about that. You can just go to um, the website by now. You know, most persons know that it's nbhi.lsc.org. You can learn a little bit more about me there or healingoftheheart.co. You know, um, you can learn more, you no know, details about that. What else? Yeah, I'm trying to kind of um, trim that down in the beginning of the podcast so I can have more time, so we can have more talk time. So if you're new joining the podcast for the first time, you want to learn more about that, then you can check out um, those websites and you can learn more about it there. So what is this podcast not? I love to do that part. So I do disclosures and it's important to do that. Like, like I always say, and if you're listening and you're used to listening to this podcast, skip this part, you, you know what to do, but I have to be careful because I know that there are people listening for the first time. And, you know, I really have to make sure that we create a safe space every time we do a podcast. It's that critical, right? Because my code of ethics still extend not only, you know, not only is in the office or in groups of wherever I work, but also on this podcast, I'm still responsible. And that's part of my duties, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of like always on duty with that. That's the truth. You know what I mean? A doctor's never off duty. Come on now. So I'm still on duty and uh, got to make sure that there is, you know, a culture of care um, while I'm working, you know, um, this podcast is important. So well, this podcast is not, it's not a place where, you know, we point fingers at people where we're very judgmental about ourselves or about others. It's not a place where we sit here and not, you know, leave space to question or ask things, but it is that space where we do the reverse of those things as I just mentioned. 
because to judge that is it is self-harm it's harming yourself emotionally it's harming yourself psychologically and it really harms you know the things that are happening in your life further affects your relationships affects you know your actions and so this podcast does not want to perpetuate any of those things but we seek to you know create a space where people can you know um begin to ask questions and become curious about what it is that they're feeling and um, what their experiences have been even up until today why because our goal in this podcast is to help persons understand better understand themselves question those things about themselves you know with compassion um, with loving kindness and so creating space then to be able to do that and so we can move forward in our lives and have you know productivity and become that better self you know when i sign the books matter of fact i signed a few today and i mailed out some today you know, I do sign it like, you know, um, this is what I say, you know, celebrating your better self, because that's what the goal is in life is to become better, a better version of ourselves than we were yesterday. And so that's what this podcast seeks to do. So again, it's not about pointing fingers. In fact, one of the poems in the book, um, Blame is Not Healing, I get a lot of feedback about that one. Blaming is not healing, because if you keep pointing fingers at other persons, even though they have wronged you, that's, that's where you're going to find your energy remain. It's so funny you know, side note on that, just to reinforce that point about what this podcast is not. So let's just ground the conversation. Um, I remember speaking um, one day this week to someone um, while I was working. I think I was working with a gentleman. I, you know, it's interesting. been getting quite a few more men, and I'm really pleased to say that. Um, but I remember talking about, we're talking about, you know, something related to anxiety. And I used myself as a professional use of self. And I said, you know what? I was remembering that when I when I first started learning how to swim, that was eight years ago. My my teacher, uh, Sharon Powers, she said, "Hey, you know, if you keep if you keep looking down the bottom of the pool." Now I remember this this I had a traumatic incident when I was about six or seven. I was thrown in water and I was thrashing around and I felt like I was drowning and I it was just a part of my memory that I had to work through. And so I stayed away from the water. But <laughs> when I was learning how to swim, she said, "Hey, you know what?" If you're going to keep your focus on the bottom of the pool, if you're going to keep pointing down there, she says, guess what? That's exactly where you're going to end up. I said, wow, that, and instantly when I, when she was teaching me, I said, how relatable is that? Because truly, wherever you put your focus, wherever you put your energy, wherever you keep pointing, 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 that's all you're ever going to get. So I use this to underscore that this podcast is not about blaming, you know, um, myself included me first and i always say when i'm teaching i always say hey this goes for me first i can't teach what i don't practice so i'm not really sure why i'm spending so much time here but i i, I sense the need to do it you know i'm not sure who's listening but it's okay to take a look at you know um persons who have wronged us but it's so much more important to really work through those emotions and pivot from there and the topics that we talk about on this podcast right it can be triggering. So that's the next thing we're going to move right into. So it can be because we understand that we do this every day. I'm in my human, my humanity rather is a human phenomenon. I'm not exempt from being triggered or by or being bothered. Um, but then we have to, you know, acknowledge that that is a possibility. So then how do we work with that? That's the next thing, right? So the next thing is safety. Is that on this podcast, it may bring up tough emotions for you. You know, <laughs> it may Matter of fact, um, got feedback on lat two weeks ago, the podcast, you know, women with tears, women oppressing women. That was a very controversial podcast, and I did get feedback on it. 
And I was told that, you know, it was such a needed one. And um, it was tough for me to do that podcast, but I know it was necessary. What am I saying? So, you know, emotions, tough and difficult emotions will arise when we talk about things on this podcast. So that's why it's important to go what this podcast is not, but what it is. So safety is a big part of what we do. And so if anything begins to feel a little bit heavy, we always say, you know, step back from it. We talk about our pause, you know, putting a pause in between what it is that's happening and perhaps, you know, how you may respond to that. And so before, you know, you're, if this things are beginning to get heavy, right, turn it off, turn off the podcast, do something else that's distracting. You know, maybe when you listen to certain, you know, topics, you might want to have some company or support. So we encourage that if you listen to this podcast at any given time. And, you know, hey, if, if the live podcast right now is a bit much as we, you know, go through, turn it off. You can always go back and play it. I say it every time. You can listen to it in increments. You know, we have a lot of fun on here, too, though. So just you know, beware. We do laugh and have a good time. So we have a range of, you know, emotions that we'll experience on this podcast. So what this podcast is, is about safety also. So not blaming, not pointing fingers because we don't want to stay there. We want to go slow and work through whatever it is so we can become our better selves. Um, what else? So, right, you know, creating a safe space is really important. And um, we always say, too, as the podcast, you know, ends any episode that you listen to, we're always encouraging persons to, you know, seek professional support and help. Um, that professional help may be, a, you know, a mental health professional. It may be somebody from your, you know, spiritual community. I can see that to be professional. It is. It's it's a discipline. It's a, it's a faculty. It's training. Um, and so, therefore, I always encourage persons to, you know, um, seek outside help. Because, again, this podcast is to, you know, bring you into a space that you can get help that you need and, and to and encourage you to expand out also to get the help that you need. So, want to cover that, right? And then I usually just kind of take a pause right here because that was a whole lot. But just what do I want you to expect after we come back in about a minute or two? We take a lot of pauses. I wouldn't say a lot, but we take pauses. And this is no different in when I'm working. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with my style by now. When I'm working, I take pauses. And I do that as a way of allowing you and myself, right, to check in. Because when we're working, our emotions can become overwhelming. It can, you know, be heavy. And this is just a good way for all, always just to check in and pause to see how or what we're feeling and to see how we want to continue. So I'm going to do the same thing now. And then when we get back, we're going to do something a little bit different just to help us to, you know, go into the topic. We're going to do a few rounds of breath work and, you know, we'll talk more about that. So let me just pause. I'll crank. This is um, this ambient music and I, it's on Calm, my app Calm, just in case you're wondering the source of the music. Um, so let's take about maybe a minute or two here and kind of ground ourselves, right? Get ready for this next, you know, this next thing that we're about to do, the next phase, which is the breath work. We're doing a little bit different tonight. I think it's necessary. So let's pause there for about a minute here or two, and then we just kind of come back to that.
I promise we're gonna crank up the music soon. I promise. I know some of you are probably saying, mm, we're not used to that music. But it's a little different. We're gonna kind of calm things down a little bit in the beginning because we kind of need to have a calm mind with this topic. I mean, this topic is right. Uh, I can't say one more thing. That's, you know, signaling distress. So speaking of distress, one of the ways to, you know, ground ourselves and to, you know, to become back in touch you know, with our breath, the mind and the body um, is breath work. And um, we teach a lot on that in the work. Um, you know, we practice it ourselves as clinicians. I'm saying I say myself, being the team, Jessica and Stephanie, I don't know if they're listening this evening. But we we really, you know, teach about that, right? Because the nervous system is all over the place and you just can't be bugging out. You know, we need to be able to live, you know, normal lives. And so breath work is really important. It's part of distress tolerance, you know, learning how to calm the breath and you know learning how to handle distresses but learn the way how we handle it is really important and so i'm going to transition from this uh, nice ambient music now over to some um, this video and i've been using this video a lot lately because what i'm finding is that especially i've been working with the, you know with a few new clients and again i mentioned earlier some men a few men and I'm, I'm, I'm really loving that, that, you know, men are more and uh, these are men of color, too. And they're they're really seeking more, you know, mental health support. Um, that's going to be really key um, as we move throughout, you know, the 21st century, honestly. And um, so I've been really using this breathwork video because what I'm finding then is what I want to get to is that sometimes when I try to, you know, introduce breathwork in, in therapy, it can be awkward for some persons. It can be, you know, off-putting. And so I always send them to, you know, a repetitive video or a couple of them that they can use. And I'm getting a lot of feedback on this one. So rather than teaching it to them, um, they prefer to watch it, practice it, and then come back. Maybe you would like the same. Um, so I'm going to switch the music over now to the breath. So let me give you some instructions. I'm going to crank this all the way down. So box breathing is simply um, five steps. You inhale slowly through your nose for four to five second counts, right? And then you're going to hold your breath for four seconds. You're going to breathe out slowly for four seconds and then hold your breath and then repeat. Now, when I play the, the video, you're going to hear the sound of one inhaling and holding and exhaling. So we're going to do four or five rounds of this. And then, so we'll do it together. And then, so we'll have, all of us will be on the same page with each other, feeling grounded, having a safe space so we can continue discussing the topic tonight, which is, I can't take one more thing. So here we go. We're going to transition right over to that video. How are you doing this evening, guys? I hope you're doing good. I sure am. And I'm, you know, I'm loving this, um, this podcast. Here we go. So, so let's remember four seconds breathe in through your nose, four seconds hold your breath, four seconds breathe out through your nose, and four seconds hold your breath. So here we go. So at a count of one, you're going to hear the inhale. There you go. That's breathing out. 
Inhale. Hold. Exhale. And hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Hold. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Inhale. Hold rather, sorry. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. Hold. Breathe in, last time. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out. You did it. Yeah, we have to give an applause for that. I don't know. What do you think about that? I thought that was very calming. Oh my goodness. So, you know, I do this all the time and you're saying, yeah, we know you do, but honestly, you know, it's, it's really helpful throughout the day. Um, as a matter of fact, the way how I teach it is, um, in the morning when you, when you rise, let that be the first thing you do instead of going on social media after, you, you know, you tingle, let that be the first thing that you do. And then, you know, mid-morning, I was just teaching um, an, a woman this this week too. Mid-morning, between 10 or 11, 11 and 12, you know, the brain gets a little full because you've been up early already. And this is a good time to kind of, you know, empty out and ground yourself once again. And so you can do this breath work. And before bed, before you go to bed, because this is when the mind turns over everything from the day which is why some people say, you know, I wake up tired. Of course you do, because the unconscious is still working. So why don't we give the unconscious a calm, right? Emptying out of the mind. And so you can actually have better rest, right? And so breath work then is important. So doing the same thing, you know, doing this breath work that we just did a few moments ago is very helpful to, you know, regulate your parasympathetic nervous system, your nervous system. It helps to just wind you down. It helps you to reflect. And then it helps you to sleep. And so this is a good way to ground yourself, reduce your blood pressure, re, you know, reduce your stress. And so you can actually have better sleep. So I think you guys and ladies deserve another round of applause. I'm smiling over here. Let's do another one. And let me just pause here and say that um, I noticed that there are two persons who have joined the, the studio room. So that's really nice. So welcome to Healing of the Heart podcast. And so what are we talking about tonight? Well, you know what? I'm just going to be honest with you. This podcast is kind of like when the rubber hits the road, you know, kind of podcast like here's the deal. You know, you might not get answers to some of the things that you're probably, you know, swirling around in your head, 
um, or maybe what we're discussing. But you might get some insight, though, insight that can lead you to some answers, right? So this podcast is more or less, you know, and most of my podcasts, you know, topics, they're pretty structured and, you know, I have it. Tonight, I'm not doing that so much. I'm not. I'm going to like let it like be a little bit more loose tonight because the topic is really, you know, it's all encompassing really, right? Because, I mean, think about it. I can't take one more thing. I mean, just pause for a second, like just reflect on your week. Did you have any kind of, you know, I don't know, incidents or circumstances or, you know, um, I don't know, transaction that you felt like, oh my gosh, I can't take one more thing. I did. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I did. I was like, O-M-G, just not one more thing, you know? And so tonight, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of podcast. And I don't know for you, but if you're raising children, you probably had that moment this week where you said, I can't take one more thing. I don't know. Did you get that call from school or did you have that kid that didn't want to go to school? I have one for the past month or two. She has not wanted to go to school. And I can think of a lot of reasons why she doesn't want to go. And I can think of a lot of reasons why probably your kids don't want to go to school. We're going to talk about some of that tonight. You know, so there are a lot of things going on in our world today. I mean, I don't know if you watch the news. Um, you know, we have um, a lot of information, and that's the thing, information, oh my gosh, sometimes way too much information, but they're talking about, you know, the, the debt ceiling, right? It's another financial vulnerability. So we have that going on. And then, you know, there's the, the war in, in, um, in Ukraine and Russia, which we're hearing so much about. So that's a lot of information there. And then there's a lot of, you know, you know rah, rah about immigration, I mean, if you're listening, I mean, to this podcast and you're affected by this, I can't imagine. I can't take one more thing. I mean, people are being deported left and right. Now, whichever side of the, the aisle you're on, people's, people's lives are still affected, okay? That's just the bottom line. I'm not, this is not political for me. It's just the fact that in our humanity, these things are happening and people are affected. You know, people, people's mental health and their emotional well-being is affected. People are, people's financial, um, abilities are being diminished significantly and so i can't say i mean we can go on and and of course you know we have um you know mass shootings everywhere you know i mean this has become the norm in this country you have mass shootings everywhere you know um it's just the list goes on and so i can't so just think about all these what, what I would call national things that are happening. These are national headlines. These are national issues. And then you have, you know, day-to-day -day living, like I was mentioning earlier, you know, with your kid not wanting to go to school, you know, you're probably having a tough time at work. You're probably having health issues. I mean, I just came through um, having surgery, you know, so it's like, it's just one more thing. You know, you're probably not working with this downturn in the economy. I can't tell you. You know how many phone calls I have received this week um, from persons, you know, seeking, you know, mental health support. Um, and they're saying, you know, I can't afford that. I, I need it, but I cannot afford it. And uh, or you don't take my insurance. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? So I can't take one more thing is really piling up everywhere. I mean, it's really getting ridiculous. And, you know, then I said to myself, so what's going to be the answer? a good one. I don't know either. And I just know that 
you know, mental health is uh, mental health crisis in this country is also a national headline. I didn't even mention that, but it really is. I mean, the statistics are very staggering. I'm not going to bore you with a lot of that tonight, but I do want to key in on um, girls, women and girls, and how girls are disproportionately affected um, in COVID and even post COVID. I'm not surprised. I can't take one more thing. I have to tell you too that, like, even in the practice, and not just with myself, but among, you know, with Stephanie and Jessica, this statistic is true uh, regarding girls. I mean, we're seeing an increase of, you know, teen girls who are cutting, you know, uh, severe depression, um, and they don't want to go to school. So my daughter's among the crew that don't want to go to school and for various reasons. So I can't take one more thing. And then parents, and then parents. And so here's the thing. And then I am seeing this, we're seeing this, and, and the statistics is showing it too, that parents just don't know how to support their kids. Parents don't know how to engage with their kids. Parents just don't know. And then I wonder, wow, how did we get here? Because, I mean, then I start to think about, I don't know, for you listening, what was it like when you were growing up? You know, what were your parents like? And again, we're not blaming. They were, they were not perfect, we know. But what was it like growing up? I mean, did your parents know how to handle your emotions? Probably not. But I guarantee you they weren't facing a lot of these national headlines that I had mentioned earlier. So like I said, you know, tonight's podcast is really when the rubber hits the road. I'm not sure I'm going to have a lot of answers for you. As a matter of fact, let me just say here that, you know, <laughs> being a mental health professional or expert, it doesn't mean that I'm the expert or we're the expert on your situation. We don't live with you. We don't know all the details about your life, so it's impossible for us to have the answers for you to be the, the to be the end all and the all for any person. But 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 this podcast and the work that we do behind the scenes of this podcast, we know that we are a part of the solution, and we want to continue to be that. With that said, that's why we're doing this podcast tonight. And so there's some things I want to talk about in terms of, you know, I can't take one more thing. And I mentioned some of that already. So here we go. Right. You know, one of the things I want to talk about tonight and, you know, that I want to provide support um, is, you know, looking at, you know, kids who don't want to go to school. I mean, I, I, I told my husband this past week, I said, you know, I can't take another week when the latest is decides not to go to school. <laughs> and I said to her, Liz, you know, you're only 13, right? I know that, like Liz, every week for the past month, you have not wanted to go to school. And in and, and fairness, we, we know what's going on with Liz at school. We know about her teachers. We know about what's happening with one or two in particular of her teachers. And it's like kids are having, I mean, teachers, let me just back up. Teachers are having a hard time in the classroom too. Did I skip them? I should not have done that. I mean, teachers, they themselves are having their own mental health issues. They're coming in the classroom. I mean, let's face it, who wants to teach nowadays when they're exposed to possibly being shot in the classroom or being shot while they're going to work? And so kids are having teachers who, number one, they don't want to be there, right? Because they, number one, they're afraid. Number two, they're not getting paid enough. That's a whole nother sub, you know, separate topic. Um, and so kids have to go into a classroom with people who really don't want to see them or be around them anyway. And that's unfortunate. And, you know, I have to tell you, so here's the thing. I can't take one more thing. So you should start saying that with me. Here's the thing, right? Sometimes I feel, I feel guilty. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like, you know, what's my option? I, you know, I'm pretty certain 
that there are a lot of parents out there feel like, what is my option? I don't want to send my kid into this environment, but I have to go to work, right? What are you going to do, right? Are you, now, there's some other options out there. You know, for example, I have an older teen. You know, we, we allowed her to um, do online schooling. But I have to admit, it's not always the best fit for all students. I mean, I have to say that on, on a larger scale, a lot of students really need to be you know, in a, in a more socialized environment, they need to be with other peers. Now that's a whole nother issue. Again, I can't take one more thing because when you're around peers, then you have your peers that are bullying you. That's another, you know, um, what should I say? Crisis in this country. Bullying is at, is at an all time high in middle school. That's where it's most prevalent is in middle school. Not to say it doesn't happen in high school, but middle school. And so Kids are not wanting to go to school because of either bullying, teachers who are bullying them because that's what it's come down to. So what do we do as parents? And again, and we as parents, we're facing our own, you know, um, perhaps employment issues. If you listen to the topic last week, you know, women with tears, women oppressing women, you know, women oppressing women in the workplace. So you can just see, right? I, I'm really trying to, you know, give a, a, a framework. You can see how we have a lot of social conditions that are out of control. That's why I'm spending time here. A lot of conditions, social conditions that are out of control. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? That leaves us really being distressed. And it really, you know, has us, you know, um, it, it really has us facing a lot of vulnerabilities. These social conditions, they really bring about these vulnerabilities. I don't know where you are in that. You know, so, and then you have parents who are new parents. I don't know, how are you doing out there, new parents? I've been talking to quite a few new moms, you know, and, um, and their transition into, into motherhood, that's a very vulnerable time. Once again, talking about vulnerabilities, you know. Um, and so social conditions then really, really creates um, an environment or environments where we're really pushed beyond, you know, some of us or a lot of us beyond, you know, our emotional capacity. And it really causes us then to have what, oh my gosh, all these, you know, weird, weird types of what we call, you know, symptoms and disorders. It's no wonder then we have a national mental health crisis in this country. There we go. I think I summed it all up. This is why I think this topic is so important. I mean, there's room to really talk about a lot of the things that I mentioned, but you know, there are a few things I want to kind of hone in on, right? I don't know, what have I said so far that perhaps you're saying, hmm, I'm, I'm there. You know, maybe you're the mom that, like me, um, you know, <laughs> you have a kid that just doesn't want to go to school. And here's the part I said earlier. Uh, you might be feeling some sense of guilt. And I'll be honest, on this podcast, there are a few times I did not bother my daughter. I let her stay home. I did. And you know what? Sometimes that is the answer. It is the answer, you know? Um, so I don't know. Are you the mom that's new? You're a new mom? I don't know. Being a new mom is hard. Being a new mom with all these existing social conditions and you're trying to, you know, um, raise kids or you have, you're a new mom again and you have, you know, perhaps all the children that you're caring for, you know, how do you juggle that? How do you meet the needs of this newborn and this older child with school issues and also taking care of yourself? Those are some strong things to have to work through. And then where are the supports when everyone else is pretty much, you know, embattled with their own problems and their situations, right? 
So you can easily see how this topic of I can't take one more thing, or maybe you're the mom that's, you know, I don't know, you have a, a disabled child, right? I have, you know, I've seen this. It's not easy. Now I'm going to pause here and say, I'm not interpreting for anyone. That's one thing I don't ever want to do in this work is interpret, you know, a person's situation, you know, because, hey, let's just face it. It's not all bad and it's not all good. But the social conditions I'm talking about, I think we can all relate to that in some shape or form. So again, maybe you're a mom with a, you know, you're with an adult disabled child and you have to work, yeah? And you have the disabled child at home that you still have to find or provide care for. I cannot imagine. And then you have to deal with, and, and God bless you if you're a teacher having to deal with that. Oh my gosh, right? Once again, I can't take one more thing. So what are we going to do with all of that? Well, let's take a break here and I'm going to play some more lively music. So I kind of, you know, gave overview as to, you know, what this podcast is about. It's looking at basically social conditions in current time, in this now time, and, you know, how it's showing up. And when we get back, I want to kind of look at specificity to, you know, maybe you're the one that, you know, you have a kid at home that, you know, doesn't want to go to school. Um, and you're probably feeling some sense of guilt like I have. And you're probably saying, I wasn't raised like that. And I did say that this week. I did. Like, you got to go to school. We used to have to go to school whether we liked it or not. Whether it was snowing, raining, it didn't matter. <laughs> you had to go to school. And now I'm parenting and I'm doing it differently. You know, my, you know, look at the social conditions that we have going on. I have empathy for my daughter. I mean, and it's a fine line, you know, and it's not, it's not one that is easy to discern, you know. Um, but I think that we really have to pay attention to what's happening in the present moment and you do the best that you can. So we're going to pause here. When we get back, we're going to look more closely at perhaps um, some of the, touch on some of the points I mentioned earlier or the conditions earlier, not the points, but the conditions like, you know, maybe you have a kid at home that you're having a hard time. You, maybe you have a hard time managing your own emotions, which is why you can't help to properly manage your kids' emotions. Well, that can be a problem. We're going to take a look at that. Also, we're going to take a look at, um, you know, mass shootings. I mean, school's getting ready to get out. Last week of school is coming up. And, you know, a lot of kids probably won't go to school because they are, they're actually fearing that, you know. I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's, that's, our, that's our lived experiences now. We're going to take a look at that, too. Um, and we're also going to look at, um, you know, ways how to continue to manage our own emotions as parents some action steps that we can take um, to help to manage our own emotions and how to be realistic in the face of these conditions that we're, that's now forced upon us. Um, so yeah, we're going to take a break. There's a new song I want to introduce you to, and I've been playing it a lot this week. It's by Jacqueline Carr. Uh, it says, I believe God. And you know, it's interesting. When I was playing that song, I'm trying to take a break and I'm still talking. I'll tell you what, I will take the break. <laughs> And I will play the song right now. We'll talk more about the song. Because every time I do a podcast, I try to do um, introduce new music. I think, you know, music that is really appropriate for the topic or for the current mood. And I think this one is really appropriate. So here we go. Oh, my phone just shut off on me. Don't do that. Here we go. Jacqueline Carr, I believe. God. I stumbled upon the song because I listen to, you know, contemporary um, Christian music and just contemporary music. And this week, this one just popped up in my, um, what do you call that, subscription with um, 
Apple, my Apple subscription. I'm sorry if you heard my cord going out. Sorry about that. But it just started playing and I'm like, I, it's really soothing. I haven't shared it with my sister-in-law. So I'm going to share it with you tonight. Let's see what you think. Away. I believe God restores. I believe God opens doors. I believe He's the God of peace. I believe He's my everything. Oh, I believe.
I love this song. Can I just admit to you though? <laughs> that song is hard to accept. <laughs> it is because, you know, things. Okay, let me, I'm going to ask you a question, right? How many have you, have you prayed for something and it didn't happen? The reverse happened. Okay, I think that's all of us. That includes me. And um, that song is hard for me to say. Like, again, I, I stumbled upon this song this week and I was like, wow, that's, that song really touched my heart. And I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I can't, right? I'm gonna tell you that. I'm like, <laughs> one of the, one of the, the stands that says, you know, he still wants us to believe. And I'm like, that's hard sometimes. I mean, listen to the things that we're talking about tonight, you know. And um, it really, for some of us, and and even outside of the things that we talked about tonight, you know, I have no doubt that, um, you know, persons listening to this podcast, they have their own set of traumas whether it's social conditions or environmental conditions, people, and you're saying, you know, where is God? That's a tough one, you know? Um, which brings me to talk about, so this song, I love this song, and this song, this song is a challenge for me sometimes in my humanity because I know that as a human being, you know, we, we have these vulnerabilities, and that's what I want to talk about next, right? So vulnerabilities, If I'm not sure if you saw my, uh, my, um, my talk this week. Uh, you, maybe you saw... <laughs> Maybe you saw this picture I posted on Instagram, you know, and um, I was working out. I was actually, it was Monday, I think. Yeah. And when I'm, when I'm doing a one day power tip, whenever I digress, it means that I'm having a good time. It means that I'm kind of easing my way and I'm really feeling, you know, I'm feeling what I'm talking about. I wish you could see me. Matter of fact, just to let you know, I'm going to start videotaping um, the podcast. Um, I'm waiting for this um, video camera to come. Because people are asking me to do it. And I'm like, hmm, I'm nervous about that. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try to start, you know, videoing the podcast. So not only can you hear me, but you can see me and my antics and, you know, what I do. So I'm going to work on that. But so, yeah, I have a hard time sometimes with the song, you know. And in the work that I do, you know, one of the things I don't skip is I don't skip. And you hear me say this from time to time. You're going to always hear me say it. Because, you know, part of our constitution um, is our spirituality, our spiritual makeup, that part of us that nobody sees, you know, that, that inner, I call it the black box inside. But I always ask about people's religious and their spiritual background. Why do I ask that? Because, you know, there is a higher consciousness above our unconsciousness, the higher self. That's why I always say, you know, your better self, because each of us have a better version to what we have. And the only way to get to that is through your spiritual, you know, access or your spiritual expression and development. And, and so we're talking about vulnerabilities. And, you know, again, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast is that research still shows that one of the most important skill, right, or ways to buffer vulnerabilities is having a cultivated spiritual life. It's still... That is still like one of the number one ways of buffering vulnerabilities, you know, um, buffering those answers that we don't get to prayer, you know, buffering those situations that, you know, those conditions that I mentioned earlier. And so 
I, I find that, I don't know, and lately I'm seeing this trend again where when I ask these questions in, in, in therapy, you know, by now, you know, persons are beginning to get warm, you know, to the idea of the questions I'm asking. And uh, if you're a therapist out there listening to this podcast, you would agree that, and if you're asking these questions that, you know, doing a spiritual assessment is such a big deal because I, that's where I get to find out that there's so much hurt there. There's so much trauma. And um, I'm going to do a podcast on that, you know, spiritual trauma, generational spiritual trauma. I'm going to do one on that. I'm not going to do it until um, perhaps towards the end of the summer. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, and by the way, in two weeks, I will not be here. I'll be out of the country for a couple of weeks. I'm actually going to go to Italy for the first time. And um, I'm so thankful for my family supporting this, allow me to go. But, yeah, um, I'm not going to do when I get back, but I'm going to do it sometime over the summer. And, and it's a really important topic. It ties into everything that, you know, I talk about and that I, you know, that we work on. And so I can't see why this topic is not even discussed already. So we're going to do that. So let's come back. So the song I just played is kind of triggering for me sometimes because I'm like, you know, I, there are things I pray about and I don't get answers to <laughs> for years, right? How about you? There are things that are happening in our lives. Like, you know, we have existential vulnerabilities. So what is existential, right? It's the things that we can't control. It's existential. It's outside of us. We have no choice. We have no choice. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's when you've eaten well, when you run and you, you know, you do everything well and you know, you hear this person has a brain tumor or they have cancer or they have this or that. That's existential. You know, I had, you know, possible that I had thyroid cancer. That's definitely existential. Okay. Because I'm like, I'm, I'm a health nut, you know, run X. Hey, it had nothing to do with that. You know, I had an abnormal thyroid that was really, really kicking my butt. You know what I mean? And um, so that takes me over into all the other topics I've talked about. So let's look at some other, you know, vulnerabilities that we're exposed to on a today basis now that has become a norm in this country. Mass shootings. Oh, my God. I can't take one more thing. Every time I hear the news, I'm like, I can't take one more. I just can't. How about you? Right? You know, it is said that four months into the year um, in, in this country, and there was already over 130 mass shootings in this country. And, 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 and this, this number is compared to other wealthy countries. Um, it is said that America has the fewest um, fewer restrictions on gun ownership. And honestly, they have fewer consequences on them too. And that's what I'm noticing. And, you know, it had me thinking about like, I'm from Jamaica, right? We don't have a lot of gun violence in Jamaica like that. We don't. And it's a poor country. I mean, crime is high, you know, but mass shootings, we just don't have that. And, and you know, I was looking around um, in other countries, too. I mean, Canada is not a third world country. You know, it's a developed country, and they have more gun restrictions. They, I mean, they have a different way of approaching the situation. Um, but in America, um, where this, I mean, this, it's an affluent country. Um, you know, poverty certainly is here, but not compared to um, third world, you know, and underdeveloped countries. And there's some, I mean, do you see any mass shootings in Haiti? No, you don't. <laughs> do you see mass shootings in like um, other, you know, Latin countries in Venezuela? No, you don't. And they had a very, you know, big crisis the other day. I mean, and still have a crisis going on. Look in Peru. There's a big upheaval over there. I mean, do you hear about mass shootings? Even in Sudan, they have this uh, this war going on. Do you see mass shootings? In you don't. Okay, so to be fair, some of this stuff is not, you know, publicized, but this country, um, to a large degree, 
has the most mass shootings in the entire world. So that leaves us very, very, very vulnerable. I mean, there are times, I'll be honest, I don't like the movies, but I don't even go to the movies because I don't, I have this fear that they're going to do what they do in a movie theater. My kids want to go, my husband, and I'm like, I don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, these are existential vulnerabilities. We don't, it's like, there's a way to have control and that's not, that's not being attended to, right? And then, then you have to worry about, you know, um, other vulnerabilities. Then you have financial vulnerabilities. Look at what's going on um, with, uh, in, in Congress right now. Um, you know, there, I saw in the news today that they're approaching some kind of agreement into the weekend. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So here it is. The headlines are now telling us where they are. And I'm sure this is creating more hysteria for a lot of people. I mean, there are a lot of people who are not working right now. Um, they've, they've lost their insurance. They can't come to therapy. I'm already hearing those things because I'm, I'm getting calls about that. You know, so we have these vulnerabilities again that's popping up. So now you have existential vulnerabilities, things that we don't have control over, but things that we actually could have control over, nothing is being done about them. So that's pushing us further and further and further into um, mental health crisis in this country, which we, we, we're pretty much at the tipping point, if you will. Uh, what else? Oh, and before I move on from that, I, I, you know, I was looking around. I think it's pretty obvious when it comes on to mass shootings. I mean, who's committing mass shootings? Male, white persons that these male and white, white males that, I, that have law enforcement or military backgrounds and have a sketchy psych, you know, a psych, sketchy psych background. This is, this is, this is, these are the parts, this is the profile of the persons that are um, committing um, these crimes in this country. And more times than not, they're apprehended and they, and nothing else happens. So again, where there's control, then it seems like they're, you know, the, the, the hands are off, so to speak. And then we are left to deal with these um, vulnerabilities, you know, emotional distress, you know, um, anxiety, distress, all kinds of things. And then here we go again, where is God? And is he not going to answer our prayers? Is he not listening to us? What can we do? All right. And, you know, <clears throat> it's no wonder then. Well, I tell you what. I don't want to go to work if I know that perhaps, you know, I'm going to be shot up. Who wants? So it's like now we are like constantly living in fear. And so it's no wonder, again, why depression and anxiety is on, you know, at all time high. I want to show you. So I want to share some stats with you. And now it's funny that um, we're, I'm, we're doing this topic this evening because one of my colleagues wrote me this evening. And, and this is what she said to me. I, I couldn't believe it. This is what she said. I'm going to read it to you. This is what she said to me. So let me give you a background to what she, why she sent me this. And, and she actually encouraged me to, to make sure I'm spreading the word about this. So a group of us um, in Palm Beach County, um, so we are clinicians of color. And so we started this group called Black Therapists Palm Beach County. And we started this back in 2019, right before COVID hit. Am I right? I think so. Yeah, right before COVID hit. There are a few of us, a handful of us that are in private practice in Palm Beach County. 
Matter of fact, I want to take a few minutes now just to give a shout out to my colleagues, um, Dr. Heidi McFarland from Life Skills, um, Rodita Masadu from Restore Wellness, Alexis Highsmith from Healing Expressions, Mark and Volmi from Bedrock Counseling. Did I miss anybody? I think that's the crew. <laughs> so um, we had we meet every other month, and you know, yesterday was such a um, I don't know. There was such synergy among us yesterday. And um, one of the things that keeps coming up in our conversation is that this group is not really um, well known yet. We've been around since, and it's a nonprofit. We are a nonprofit. Pardon, I want to share that. So Black Therapists, Palm Beach County is a non-for-profit organization. And basically our mission is to provide emotional support to each other as clinicians, right? That's the first, that's our first goal is to provide emotional support and education to each other. Because I'm telling you, this group of this group that we are, are filled with expert clinicians in Palm Beach County. I'm so proud of this group. And so, um, so we've been meeting now for the past, what should I say, three years? Yeah, three years. And we started out really small. We have a lot more people in the group, but not as active as the names that I just mentioned. You know, sometimes when you're, when you're growing, um, something, you know, you have the, the few that the, the, I call the cluster, the core. And I, the, the persons I just mentioned, we have, we've been together from the very beginning. And so in our meeting yesterday, it was, you know, Mark and Mark and Volmi said, you know, one of the things I love about this group is that we can be there for each other as clinicians, because looking at the mental health crisis, and this is May mental health month, he said, he says, I'm seeing clients, you guys are seeing clients, and who is seeing us? Who's being there for us? And he's right. He's right. If we're not careful trying to, you know, meet the needs of clients, which we do, and we love doing that because there is a crisis in this country. But he's saying, if you know, we have to be careful not to hit burnout and that we're taking care of ourselves. Because if not, then we're going to be a part of the statistics that we're reading now and that we're talking about and that we're seeing on our couches in our offices. So then this afternoon, Dr. McFarling had in McFarling, she didn't know that I was, maybe she knew, she probably saw my post about the podcast I'm doing this evening. But she says, you know what, Keisha, don't forget to find a way to talk about Black Therapists Palm Beach County and let other clinicians know and even people in the community know about our group. I said, you know what? I never thought about that. Shame on me. I did not. I'm being honest, right? So this is what she wrote to me. This is what I want. And she didn't know the topic per se. She didn't know what we're going to talk about this evening. So this is what she said. I have to read. And I said to her, you know, Dr. McFarlane, thank you. She says, hi, Keisha, great meeting yesterday. Not sure what platform, but I was thinking that what way can we send out a public announcement to market or publicize about the group? According to the CDC, in 2020, suicide was a third leading cause of death, respectively, for Blacks or African Americans ages 15 to 24. The history of the Black experience has been characterized by trauma and violence, which impacts our future emotional and mental health. And she said, teamwork makes the dream work. Mental health is not an individual problem. It takes a village to tackle the problems of emotional distress. We are that village of mental health support for each other and the community share and empower each other with practice resources and updates on community involvement and events. And she says, let me know your thoughts and what everyone else thinks, Heidi, Dr. McFarlane. And I said to myself, now, look at God, right? Now, some person might say, look at the universe. I say God, it's my language. And I'm like, 
She did not even know. So, you know, that just lets me know that what we're talking about tonight is really important. Really important. Um, I'm going to pause here. Remember, we check in with each other. Maybe now's a good time for you to do some breath work. Because when we come back from this pause, I want to read to you some stats on girls, which is why, you know, and these are newer stats coming out of the CDC, right? These are newer stats. Share this podcast with someone um, because information, not only I'm going to share the stats about what's going on with girls right now, especially teen girls and girls in college. But the, the, the next thing I want to share about that is about our upcoming, you know, teen summer support group. And I also want to share with you, you know, what we're doing, what we're doing about, you know, these social conditions, you know, our part as part, you know, as the, as one of the solutions to what is happening, um, not only with girls, but also working with women, because again, you know, stats show how a girl really is impacted by her mother. Okay. So not just the dad, even though, you know, we're, we really try to like, you know, we, we beat the horse on that. Um, uh, but you know, the way how moms present themselves and how they live, you know, the girls are watching. It's a big deal. So we're going to pause here. We're going to play some fun music. It's been a heavy podcast, but we got to talk about these things. And again, thanks to Dr. McFarlane from Life Skills, who sent me that email this afternoon. It was right on time. She didn't even know it. Uh, I'm going to play, uh, I, I like the song. You know, Chandler Moore, you know, I play from time to time. I'm going to lean on you. Out of my head 
I love that song. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I like that song, though. Yeah. I'm going to crank it down. All right, we're back. So, 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 so. So here's some stats, okay? We're talking about mass shootings. It says that 91% of traders were born in this country, in the country that they attacked. So we're speaking about the United States. 99% were male, one-third had military experience, and 7% had a history of law enforcement experience, okay? So this is what the research is showing over and over and over again. This is like what we call reliable, right? Because it keeps popping up that way. It, it hasn't changed. Uh-huh, it, it hasn't, right? And then let's, how about some stats on girls? Now, it's interesting. This is post-COVID, okay? This is post-COVID. Um, the research that's coming out on girls this is what's being said. It says, I want to make sure I read this accurately. It says post-COVID, it says that 70%, right? 70% of girls said that they were very much, quote unquote, missed seeing people during the pandemic. Um, and, and when they came back, um, that they were happy to return back to their they were happy to return back to their environment. And only 28% of boys, 28% of boys reported that, that, that sentiment or that they actually, um, and, and you know, I'm really kind of skeptical about the 28% of boys reporting that. And I'm gonna tell you why I say that, right? Because culturally boys are socialized not to say how they feel. This is truth. And yes, I'm raising, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm bringing curiosity to, to, to this thought, right? How is it that only 28% of boys report that sentiment? Now, I, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Who are the interviewers? Who's interviewing these boys? And then you think about the statistics about the mass shooters, right? So 70% of girls post-COVID said they were happy to be back and then missing other people compared to 28% of boys reporting that sentiment. This is why I like research so much because, so the, the people who are committing mass shootings are mostly males. 91% of the perpetrators are, are males. Now, if you look at this re research thing, only 28% of boys report sentiment that they actually missed being in a social environment. And it makes me wonder how true that is of these boys reporting that. But boys have been socialized not to be emotional. Don't emotion, they were taught not to emotionalize anything. But when, when, but they grow up to be men that become mass shooters. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, is anybody looking at that? How is it men, white men in this country are so angry? Why is it they're so angry? 
why is there such um what's the word you know magnification on you know on 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 guns which is fine you can own a gun that's fine i mean there are other countries that men own guns um, um but they're not going around shooting up places so is it the fact that it's about gun control or is it about that men are not socialized to really deal properly with their emotional well-being this is what i'm going after nobody's talking about that but i guarantee you you know gender expression you know men are not allowed to cry but men are allowed to use guns this is interesting how is it men are allowed to use guns and you know but men are not allowed to express their feelings or men are not allowed to have diversified roles at home to help their wives and to help their daughters um, to be, you know, to have a proper self-esteem so they can actually be strong, you know, women in society so they can live productive lives. So I see these uh, discrepancies and these are some of the social conditions I'm talking about that end up manifesting, you know, over time in violence, violence at home, violence in a workplace, violence in society, right? Because men are not socialized to feel they're not socialized to empathize with other people or with, you know, their emotions to their daughters or um, to other women. Um, they're allowed to be tough and rough and all of those things, but they're not allowed to deal with the emotions that they actually have within them. So what do they do? Hmm. They show that through shooting up people. So again, you know, society have um, has these norms where men are normalized to be one way and girls are normalized to be a certain way. But, you know, who's really hurting here? We're all hurting. So I think we need to take a look also at the vulnerabilities that men are facing and nobody's looking at. So I know I snuck that one in there. I have to, because if I'm going to talk about vulnerabilities, we have to include men. I mean, I know this is a, this is a, a podcast about women, but how can we exclude um, men from our talks when they very much need to be included in our talks. I mean, they're affecting all fabrics, you know, the fabric of our society today. I mean, the elements are fabrics that I was trying to say. Um, and so that's important. So now that takes me into, so what can we do, right? Again, I mentioned different social conditions. I didn't go, on, go into all of them, but I, I tried to really stay on top of um, the ones that we're really facing today, you know, um, working with our teens, you know, um, mental health um, with our teens, um, mass shooting, that's affecting mental health of our teens, that's affecting our teachers. I mean, that's affecting everything. So I tried to kind of stay focused on um, those, um, those topics, those broader topics, because by, by doing so, I believe we can get to the, 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 the smaller topics, if you will, I hate to call it smaller, but uh, more manageable topics, if you will, um, for in our day-to-day -day living. So what can we do? School year is coming to an end. The school year is coming to an end. And you know what? When the school year begins again, I'm going to reintroduce this piece that I'm about to talk about is, you know, how can um, how can parents help to to including myself? Remember, this goes from first. What? So there are like five bullet points I want to kind of go over very quickly here. Um, and, you know, you might if you're listening tonight, I know my mic is kind of short. I'm not sure what's going on my mic. Can you hear me? I hope so. Um, one of the things I need to look into for the next school year, and I'm gonna sit down with my daughter too, is to understand, you know, your school's precautionary measures. Now I have to say one thing about Liz's school, we get calls all the time about, you know, what's happening, what has happened, or any kind of security measures that they're changing or putting into place. That's one thing I can say they do call. We get lots of calls about that. 
And I'm thinking more too, I perhaps need to get more involved maybe because I used to be on my daughter's um, PTA, Parent Teachers Association. I used to be on, um, I used to be more involved in a lot of things, but she's gotten older. I've kind of backed off a little bit, but I used to get involved in a PTA. So I used to learn a whole lot more. And, you know, this is something that you can do. And I know that's very taxing for us, um, but, you know, this is the climate that we're in. And so perhaps understanding your school's posture measures is really important as, as a parent. So you can be involved with your child and say, hey, you know, this is what we know to be the case. So if something were to happen, this is what we can expect to do. And this is tough. This is tough for me too. But, you know, we got to talk to our children about school shootings and violence, you know. Um, and, and the way to do that, I and mean, there are different ways. Maybe I'll spend time in the next podcast talking about um, ways to talk to your child about school shootings and violence, you know. But I know we do it at home too, you know. Uh, we talk to our, our children. Um, but not talking about it, really what I'm getting at, but not by not talking about it, you actually create more fears and anxieties for yourself and for your for your children. I mean, you start having this thinking style of catastrophizing. You start thinking the worst, you know? And we don't want to have that kind of thinking style. We don't want to have that kind of thinking style. So by being able to talk about it will diminish fear significantly. And again, understanding your school's precaution measures will help you to have a realistic way about how to talk to your child and you know to have a plan in place should something were to happen should something happen focus on positive school experiences hopefully you have a few of those with my daughter this year it's been kind of sucky you know it's a good thing i have her in soccer soccer you know um extracurricular activities is really important to do um extracurricular activities is really important to um have your kids involved in um because that's also a stress reducer for you and for them and it gives them a different perspective in the midst of these vulnerabilities that we are forced, that's forced upon us again now, having become existential because you know it's it's something that we don't have control over seemingly. Um, here's something that I think is really huge. Um, a lot of us don't do that, especially after COVID. I mean, some of us have seemed to lost our connection with families. You know, we just don't have this this quality connection anymore. But if you still have it, you know, talk to your friends and families about your feelings. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, when you have, you know, I have a great neighbor, Michelle, she's always inviting us over, let's have pizza, let's, you know, and uh, it's nice to have that kind of relationship, you know, rebuild your community relationships, that's so important, you know, um, maybe you go to church, maybe, you know, you guys have um, Bible studies, or uh, maybe you have youth nights and things like that, maybe these are things that should be talked about, you know, and um, not just pray about them, but take action around them. Um, cause it's important to pray, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's, um, that's one way of, um, cultivating, um, this higher consciousness beyond the unconsciousness. Right. Um, and, um, so maybe talking to your neighbors, talking to people at your church, that's the thing. We don't talk to each other anymore, but that's one of the ways, um, to help to reduce and diminish fear, anxiety, and stress around, um, this topic and around this real, you know, this lived experience that we're having to live each day in this country. And keep up with your own wellness. You know, often on this podcast, we talk about, you know, mindfulness. And it's important to, you know, to take care of your own well-being. Um, as parents, you know, that may mean, you know, physical exercise. That may mean, you know, taking time outside the house, outside of your own children, taking a break uh, from your, you know, from your day-to-day -day activities. Um, and really what mindfulness is that it's being present, you know, mindfulness is being present with what you're working with, um, you know, facing and, you know, dealing with those heavy emotions that come, 
but doing it in a way that you're not pushing in a way because pushing away, all that does is have it to build over time. And then you end up having anxiety and depression in, in the worst way possible. And so mindfulness is being able to take care of yourself. If you're having a difficult emotion, you know, feel that emotion, take a walk, it'll leave. Feel that emotion, cry. Feel that emotion, maybe lift some weights, I don't know. Um, but being present, right, you know, is being present with our emotion. We call that distress tolerance. It's being able to handle the distress in a healthy fashion. So your well-being is important. Um, what else I want to say in these last few moments, um, you know, t teaching your kids to recognize their feelings, you know, um, learning to recognize and label feelings doesn't come automatically from many of us, especially if you're from the Caribbean, you know, oh, why are you crying, you know? Uh, it's just, it's just not important. You know, we're very stoic people and I'm pretty sure you probably in your culture, you can relate to, you know, but some of the ways that you can, you know, learn to appreciate, you know, maybe, you know, hugging your kids, um, you know, playing a board game. I mean, we've, in our home, we're kind of past that in a sense, we like to watch movies together. Um, but you know, talking with your kids, my husband, he's great at that. You know, he's always roughhousing with the girls. Um, it helps to create bond, you know, it helps to reduce anxiety. Um, and, you know, by playing around and just being silly, you know what it does? It allows them to open up and talk about these other things that they're carrying on the inside that you typically wouldn't hear about. Because if you come straight and ask them, so how was your day? They're not going to tell you anything. Psh, it's just not happening. Uh, but the moment you decide to probably kick the soccer ball outside around like my, my husband does with my daughter or, you know, after a soccer game, soccer season is over now, but this is a good time. We build conversations around um, these fun times and we get to learn about, you know, what her teacher, I was about to call her teacher's name, um, <laughs> but what her teacher said or did or, you know, something like that. So that's a good way of helping our kids to open up about what they're feeling, you know, um, learn how to talk about, especially your boys. If you have boys, so we have girls at home, our son, he's in Jacksonville, but, you know, boys, you know, moms and dads, you know, it's okay for boys to, to learn how to open up and talk about how they feel. They have feelings just like girls. I'm telling you right now. And we want them to grow up to be able to talk about how they feel and not stuff their feelings because it's going to show up in a way that is unhealthy and it's going to show up at a very inconvenient time. Another, another two last points. Um, more emphasis on, you know, again, social supports. I mentioned this, you know, kind of uh, in an indirect way, but um, I, what does that look like? I don't know for you. It, it could be, you know, visiting, you know, on Sue up in Jacksonville, or I don't know, do a car ride, go visit a family member, um, build more community again in families. That's so important. And, you know, support one another. You know, you know, nowadays kids are so um, big on competing with each other. Who has the newest phone or shoes? And we've become so commercialized and, you know, such consumers that that's all these kids talk about. But these kids are learning it from somewhere. I mean, social media is another thing. My kids roll their eyes over when I say, you know, put the phone down. Or there was a time in our home when we said no phone on a Sunday. And that was like war in here, you know. But now my teens are telling me, Mom, I'm so glad you did that because it did help, especially my daughter, Kyra. She says, Mom, it did help me because sometimes I was spending way too much time. So parents, it's okay to set a boundary with your kids, too. And, you know, reducing social media. Because even now that's up in arms and about how social media is deteriorating our kids' mental health. And it is true. It is very true. And celebrate your kids, you know. Celebrate your kids when they achieve something that they've worked hard for. 
or even when something that they didn't achieve and something didn't go right, but you acknowledge their efforts. That's so important. You know, it's helping to build their self-esteem. And again, building resilience in the face of these vulnerabilities that we are constantly going to have to face. And so I can't take one more thing, but I want to close by saying there are ways to handle them because they're going to keep coming, guys. They're going to keep coming. And so this podcast, and I, I did bear my soul tonight, you know, talking about some of the vulnerabilities that I face at home as a mom, you know, with teen, teen girls in middle school and high school. That's not easy stuff. And I tried to be relatable to you, perhaps in terms of, you know, maybe it's in, you know, reflecting some of the work that I do professionally, but also hoping that I connected with you in terms of maybe that one more thing that perhaps blew your stack this week, or maybe that one more thing that will come that could potentially derail you. But I hope tonight that we connected in a way that you found hope in this conversation, um, that you found a connection and you found tips. So anyway, we're just going to give ourselves a round of applause for this topic tonight. Yay. So let's pause. Um, I was going to play some music, but we're almost out of time. I don't want to go past 830. So I'm going to take a few minutes here um, just to kind of give you some quick updates. Um, I want to say thank you to those who have, um, I don't know, you guys are really uh, working this book out, Healing of the Heart. Oh, my gosh. Um, great feedback. Um, a couple Amazon reviews. And it's really doing well. And I just want to thank you for um, supporting this work, you know, of women and girls. And um, it's just very encouraging for me. I've been using this book in the practice even before I published this book. You know, I've been using some of the poetry and prose um, in the work that I do. And now it's public. And um, and women are using this uh, prose and poetry, you know, workbook, Healing of the Heart. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm overjoyed, really, from, you know, the feedback. I even got a feedback today from from someone very dear to me um, in the NBHI community. She knows who she is if she's listening tonight. Thank you so much um, for that feedback. And as I always say to others, just pay it forward, you know, um, tell someone about the book, give someone a book, you know, um, so they can, you know, help to change how they're feeling about themselves and how they view themselves. They can live, you know, better and productive lives and really just change you know, the, the, just the trajectory of their relationship. So I wanted to just give, you know, a big thank you for that. What else? Um, the teen, teen support group. So that's coming up um, June 10th through July 29th. Um, we, right now we have, um, we have um, early tickets on sale. Um, there's, I think there's a 20% off. You can go ahead um, to eventbrite.com and look for New Beginning Healing Institute. So we have those tickets available. I'm really excited about that. And again, trying to be part of the solution, you know, you know, just a small part of the solution, working with our women and girls in our, in our community, um, helping to address the mental health crisis. Um, so yeah, go ahead and take advantage of that. And last but not least, our Women's Connection Collective. So this group is a really special group. You know, at first, this group was really about, you know, women who have worked with us, perhaps who have gone through one of our groups, or maybe have gone through family therapy, or maybe even individual therapy. And, you know, we're trying to uh, form a different community for women who have gone, have done the work in their lives, and they want to build more positive and healthy relationships with other women. And so we formed this group. What we're finding is that 
um, it's it's the, the engagement has been low, and I'm getting um, I'm getting feedback that perhaps I should open this group up to other women. So I'm just I'm officially saying it here on this podcast um, that I'm going to open the group up. I'm going to change um, the languaging a little bit in terms of um, who can join the group. And so I'm going to do that over the weekend, the rest of this weekend, and I'm going to open that up to anyone perhaps who may want to join this group. And this group is run strictly by donations. We do not charge for this group. And I have to tell you, I am amazed at the women that donate to this group. Honestly, I'm like, whoa. I mean, because we don't set up, we, I think we set like $1 to $5. And it's like, people are just donating to this group. So there's, there's a community budding here. And we want you to be a part of it. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of the NBHI community. You're part of Healing of the Heart. Definitely share. Um, persons um, share with other persons this information about the Women's Connection Collective. It's a psychoeducational group. It's a fun group. It's a skills building group. You get to meet different women, different backgrounds, different passions, interests, and hobbies and skills. And I think it's amazing. Honestly, we've met a couple times. It's, man, there's so much potential here. And so if you're listening to this podcast, share it. Uh, we have different venues. The last time we met um, at um, Lake Worth Beach, and today we should have had a meeting. It didn't happen. Low engagement. We we're going to meet in Royal Palm. So once again, you know, share this group. Um, there's also a Facebook group associated with it. Once you sign up, you get into the Facebook group. You get all the paperwork, all the homework, and you get a copy of every venue that we'll be meeting for the rest of the year. So that's all my updates. And I thank you for being with me on episode number 15. I can't take one more thing. Uh, we're going to rock out. It's um, 828. And let's see what we can rock out with. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to play something fun. Um, let's see. I always have a hard time choosing. So let me go to my playlist. And um, we're going to play something fun. Let's see here. I always have a hard time choosing, guys. But I am going to play something fun, I promise. I like this one. Yeah. 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 What is somebody? If you think me that deny the Christ, we are big old sunrise, just we live out your nice closer. We know we don't know price, take no discount, no bribe, we know free that they like voucher. See your home, your provide, if we need them supply, we don't give you a life, man. We never fight over So I know you make it So you cannot take it away Once that I know you touch You can't stop we I know you make it So you cannot take it away Once that I know you touch I got an appointment with my destiny Destiny I got an appointment with my destiny Destiny, I got an appointment with my destiny. Destiny, I got an appointment with my destiny. Destiny, I got an appointment. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. I see you back in two weeks. I'll send you pictures. Or I'll take pictures and I'll update them to IG and Facebook. And again, thank you so much. It was my pleasure to be with you this evening. And I look forward to our next friend. Take care, guys.